Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 18th of April 2012. For newcomers, you should look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Make sure that you uh, download as many of the free autos as you can because there's so much information in there to do with the system you're living in, the systems that your parents lived in, because we're all organized systems for every generation of indoctrination, and you'll find out that this has been going on for well over a hundred years through education, through the media, basically getting you ready for the next big stage of moving, moving your whole way of living to another uh, way. Always, mind you, in the, in the, it gives you the the feeling that you're, you're doing something for yourself. In reality, you're really being conned, as always, because we've always been conned at the bottom level for thousands of years. And, you, and the big boys themselves, the big boys who currently own all the big corporations, international corporations, are the ones who are behind all of this thing that's going on today to do with global warming and to do with uh, carbon credits and all this kind of stuff. It's all for their own benefit, to get a, an obedient, compliant society that will go along into the future, paying everything that they earn, basically, for very high prices or priced energy supplies to their own homes, food and everything else. That's really what it's about. And they get the fanatics down below, uh, well, pay them awfully well, mind you, and get them to be their their commissars, basically. That's how it runs. So I give you uh, a lot of the names, organizations, foundations, and the big bankers that own the foundations, which fund the thousands of non-governmental organizations. Have yourself to the audience. Remember, too, that you are the audience to bring me to you, you can help me get by, and I mean that just to trickle by by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughmatrix.com and, uh, and donating as well. And straight nations are seriously, seriously welcome because um, things are really falling back right now until I'm not breaking even for the cost uh, of even putting this out. Uh, and it's an all-day job, believe you me. Every day is an all-day job from early morning till very late the following morning. That's how it works out. So we're living in a planned society, a planned society. And as I said, the previous generations lived through their eras, too, of planned societies. In the 1800s into the early 1900s, we always got across the world, same kind of histories. You're, you're, you're the best country in the world, didn't matter where you lived. And you had kings and queens who paraded around in carriages and, and so on, and uh, big crowds went to see them because somehow they, they personified deity in a sense. And, uh, of course, the rich at the top lived the same, uh, in the same manner as the kings and the queens, and they had a completely different take on life than the ones that cheered or, or the guys at the top on. Uh, they paid for, the people at the bottom paid for every war that came along, and there was lots and lots of wars. There's, there's hardly a period where they didn't have wars in Britain, really, for century after century, uh, because they got the central banking systems in long ago. And uh, from then on, it was just war after war and empire building. Today, they don't need the empires. They've already got that. They've got a global form of 
government underway, well underway, in fact, all bound together through treaties and adding, adding to them literally daily because there's so many treaties churned out by the United Nations to all kinds of groups. And so they want a global governance system, as one to call it. Carl Quigley described it as a new feudalistic system where the corporation CEOs would be the new feudal overlords. And he should know, since he worked for the Council on Foreign Relations, which is way up there and in, in, under the control of the big international bankers, same bankers that brought you communism uh, and uh, same bankers that, that already owned, or they were the capitalists, you might call it, and they can get change done without conflict, you understand. Most of all, if there's no conflict, no, no opposing force, the same system could last for hundreds of years. So they create an opposing force, knowing where they want to take the public, and that is your solution. It's a Hegelian dialectic. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, just talking about the system we live in because very few folk truly have a grasp on what it actually is because they don't know the past or they think the past is always irrelevant. Well, the past was simply a series of tests uh, of changing cultures step by step, different uh, types of culture for different parts of of history, for the time period that they were living in because that's how you run the world and you never lose track of the world if you keep uh, coming up with a new plan to to well, scam more money off the general public. The best thing is to get something that they truly believe in and today of course it's global warming and carbon pollution and all this kind of stuff and you're going to pay pretty well everything you've got in the future in, to, to various governmental agencies which are in partnership with private agencies that will be coming around everybody's home. That will be a normal thing, probably a weekly inspection uh, in the not-too-distant future, according to some of the reports I've been reading from their own websites. And you have no idea how stealthily this goes on constantly and uh, is, is seldom mentioned in newspapers at all. Because newspapers are not there to inform you about things, they're there to keep you distracted generally or give you little emotional things to get angry about, uh, but it ends up leading nowhere. So anyway, uh, geothermal experiments are going on all, all over the world. It's another term uh, for fracking as well, I think. And um, this article here is about geothermal experiments on Newbury Volcano gets the OK. So they're experimenting on volcanoes in the U.S. and Japan. But this is from Bend, Oregon. It says the federal government has given the final OK for plans to by a geothermal company to pour millions of gallons of water into the ground on the flanks of the Newbury volcano south of Bend. The Bulletin newspaper reports the U.S. Bureau of Land Management has concluded the experiment plan for this, or concluded that the experiment this October by Alta Rock Energy will not cause any significant, I like that how they word it, will not cause any significant earthquakes or contaminate local groundwater. And it says Alt Rock is demonstrating a new technology for fracturing hot rocks to create the reservoir of fissures needed to produce commercial levels of geothermal energy. Now, you understand, I've said this so many times, there's no point in really working as an employee anymore. I mean, there never really was in the past. You know, you could certainly get better money back in the 50s, probably work for GM or Ford or something, and then the 60s, but that's all gone down the tubes. And people are struggling to survive now with two or three jobs sometimes. And um, 
And we were told that even back in the 60s, that down the road, you'll, you will be doing two or three jobs to get by because it already planned by then to, to be internationalized and, and farm all your, your, your work abroad somewhere. But so if you're a private company now and you, you, you'd be a prostitute and be a, a man of all seasons and grab the cash, and regardless of any convictions or, or of anything, if you can actually do that, then you'll make a lot of cash because the government's handing out so much money, of your money, to these private corporations. That's true fascism, you see. And fascism and communism is the same thing. The system coming in, as I say, is a communistic-style system based on the Soviet system ruled by councils, councils for everything, right down to your local level. And the big uh, greeny sites that are out there are boasting about this because they're in on the know. Anyway, getting back to this fracking company, says the project has been given $21.5 million in federal stimulus funds. That's your tax money. So you understand that, that they're throwing money at you if you want to be a, a, a true greenie and come up with some great idea, you see. They'll just throw the cash at you. And, uh, and you can have, you probably pocket most of it, no doubt. And they will too. And nothing will be done about it, as always, with these green projects. But no one complains, you know. So $21.5 million in federal stimulus funds, and that's just one going on across the country. It's costing these guys nothing. And, of course, once they get up and going, and if they can get um, whatever they want out of there, if they earn they want, they'll, they, they're rolling in more millions. It costs them nothing. It's all connections, old school clubs and old school ties. But says BLM concludes that any earthquakes won't be felt in Lapine and a mile of solid rock beneath the test well and local groundwater will protect the aquifer. So they're worried about, the, the locals are worried about the water in that area. Because it's not just water, it's generally chemicals they put in there too to cause explosion. So it would be amazing too if the planet starts breaking up and just falling apart, eh? Down the roads. Of course they say they never saw that coming. But that's the way it really is. And you can't get anywhere today uh, working as a small business person for yourself because, unless you join the Greenies, uh, because you'll be taxed to death. That's how it works. You're taxed to death. And Maggie Thatcher and others, back in her time in the 80s, said that uh, eventually there'll be no private businesses at all. There'll only be uh, big corporations, international corporations only. And that is the agenda. That's why you tax so much as a small business. This other article says across the United States, more than 2,700 companies are collecting state income taxes from hundreds of thousands of workers and are keeping the money with the state's approval. This is an eye-opening report published Thursday. Well, why not cut out the middleman? Eh? The government's straight to the employer, the corporation. The report from a good, uh, good Jobs First, a non-profit taxpayer watchdog organization funded by Ford Serdna, uh, I guess the guy's name is, and other major foundations identifies 16 states that let companies divert some or all of the state income taxes deducted from workers' paychecks. None of the states requires notifying the workers whose withholdings are treated as taxes they paid. And who, who are the guys that are doing this? General Electric, Goldman Sachs, of course, Procter & Gamble, Chrysler Ford, General Motors and AMC theatres enjoy deals to keep state taxes deducted from their workers' paychecks, the report shows. Foreign companies also enjoy such arrangements, including Electrolux, Nissan, Toyota, and a host of Canadian, Japanese, and European banks. 
And so it says, um, why do state governments do this? Public records show the large companies often pay little or no state income tax in states where they have large operations. As this column has documented, some companies get discounts on property, sales and other taxes. So how to provide even more subsidies without writing a check? It's simple. Let the corporations keep the state income taxes deducted from their workers' paychecks for up to 25 years. Do you know how inflation works? Of course, you know how it works. It's every, every year, and, and you get less and less for $1. And you know, imagine the cash they have to get back in the future. If they ever bother getting around to it, probably won't. They'll just postpone it for another 25 years, as they usually do. And um, but if they, they gave money back, it's, it's pretty well worthless. It's like peanuts to them by them. And it says... Um, it was not always this way. Letting companies keep their workers' state taxes apparently began in Kentucky two decades ago as a way to retain jobs. And last July, I wrote about six big companies that pocket Illinois state's taxes. I knew there were more to this. There was more to this, but I had no idea how pervasive these diversions were until I read an advanced copy of the 39-page report by Good Jobs First, it's called. And it's called basically Corporate Socialism. I told you the big bankers and the corporations love socialism because socialism is, is really the same as, capital, as, as capitalism or fascism. It's all the same isms, only they have more um, cons going on to fool the public. That's really all it is. And I can remember even when they built, built uh, the Honda factory in Ontario, uh, the government and local government, all the taxpayers paid for the plant to have roads built, first of all, and put in the massive septic tanks for them, put in water supplies for them, put the highways down to them, and gave them grants to build the darn plant. So again, you've got, to, so you've got to be somebody who's big to get all these free grants given to you. And then you, you basically get the whole thing for nothing. And we'll give you jobs, they say. Well, that's good enough, right? By the time, by the time actually they've paid enough in workers' salaries that would equal what the, the government put in and you put in to building the darn thing, uh, it's up and away somewhere else. So they lose nothing out of it at all. It's just gain, gain, gain. That's true. Technically, fascism, as I like to call it, but fascism and socialism is all the same to me. And... Another article I'm putting up too is to do with this other term that's out there amongst all the big corporations. And again, it's in with uh, all the global citizenship group, uh, Rockefeller Foundations, etc., Air System Sciences, uh, etc. Uh, it's called the Blue Economy. I'll put that up. Report to the Club of Rome, 100 innovations presented weekly over two years. And you can go back over the two years and see their different uh, reports and all the technologies, etc., that they want in. But they've got all the big boys in there talking about green prosperity. That's what, If you see you're a corporation who's green, you want to be green, you see, again, they'll throw cash at you. Just start using their, their lingo, and you'll be rolling in dough. You see? And sustainability, all that kind of stuff, system of stuff is in there with it. And another one I'm putting up tonight, too, is interesting. I've sent a link to this one. It's called the Carbon War Room. And the Carbon War Room is in the States. They have them all across the world, of course, their own Carbon War Rooms, where they advise and guide NGOs uh, through f- money from foundations they get. The foundations are run by the international bankers. And, um, and how to keep petitioning government for what they want uh, and getting access. Just like lobby groups. They are lobby groups, in fact. 
And they also get money from the taxpayer to help fund them as well. Wonderful. The taxpayer always either buys the bullets for his own shooting or, or pays for the manacles that's going to imprison him and hold him. That's the public. But it'd be interesting. it's interesting to scroll down this one too and see all those who are involved with it. You understand, they're calling this war. It's a war. Get carbon taxes passed because carbon taxes and sustainability and greening, they're all the same terms for the same agenda, which is micro, micro observation of every individual on the planet and training you generation by generation and how to, what to believe about it all from school starting at the age of five, they say. I read what the policy for the, for the Australian one recently from their own government site. And they want to start brainwashing them at five years old. And they call themselves change agents. The teachers are to be the change agents, they said in their own report from the government. Back with more shortly. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix, talking about the big and viral groups which get so much money, it's, it's just astounding, actually. But they've got a big job to do, and that literally is to brainwash whole generations across the planet, starting from the age of five, uh, so that they'll grow up thinking if they've been, they've been taught and conditioned with is, is absolutely true. And I, I even got the curriculum, too, that they're going to teach through for, for the teachers in Australia from the government. And as I say, they call themselves change agents. The teachers must be change agents. That's changing the whole way of thinking for the child that's going to be stuck with them forever, all through their lives. And they'll believe it all, you see. And um, and it's very good, too, because they get toolkits to teachers in a specific psychologically designed way so that they will be brainwashed and through repetition and repetition of trigger words and so on each time the teachers mention them up, the children will immediately go into that zombie look because they're getting downloaded with more, more, more the same kind of stuff. It really works awfully well, apparently. But once they brainwash you into believing all that, so then you've got them for life. That's when they have to always grab children. Same in the old days, too, as I say, when all you got was taught was to worship your king or queen or whatever and uh, fight for your king and country. And then your history consisted of battles and, and the names of the guys that won them. And, and that was it, basically. And you, you basically thought that was your function. You know, you either shoveled coal in the mines. And when war came along, you went off to, to fight people you'd never knew before and kill them. So, I mean... And, and again, the big war profiteers, massive profit in wars, uh, loved wars because that was the reason for it. That's why even in World War I, uh, you, you had uh, different heads of state of different countries. You had uh, the, the, the Tsar of Russia, you had uh, the king in, in, in England, and you had uh, the German Kaiser, who were all cousins. All cousins. They didn't mind if you were lost. You because you always benefited because you we were invested in the, the private banking system and the loan business for big corporations that made armaments and equipments and and got horses for World War One and stuff like that. Big guns, you know, the big battle guns they used, and uh, it's very profitable. But we've got to the stage now. You understand where they can blow up the whole world, and so they have to get a new strategy, and that was sustainability uh, for themselves at the top. That is. Well, you suffer down below, and the deal will come when you can't even heat yourself. Or if you get a little bit of electricity for an hour, you'll be you're groveling and, and very grateful, and you'll be texting back, thanking you very much, uh, you know, the corporation of the world that runs energy. I'm not kidding you. 
I'm not kidding. Because people will do that. They'll adapt and adapt. Most of them will do. The ones, I've always said there's a symbiotic relationship between those who rule and the masses, the bulk of the masses. You see, one can't live without the other. One needs the other. Each, each needs the other. And it's only the ones outside of it that understand the cons that are left out in the cold, basically. And they use democracy by using the masses to get things through. You can point them to something and they'll go for it. You see, it's quite easy to do. They've done it so many. Democracy is an old, repeated experiment, you know. Even in the ancient Greece, they had periods of democracy. And it was well um, observed and analyzed. And it hasn't changed it to, to this day. You can always steer the majority of the public in the direction that you want them to steer. And um, and again, you've got 10 to 15 percent maybe left that are stuck between the minority who rule, and which is a dominant minority, and the masses. And then they say, to, well, you know, 80 percent of the public haven't mind paying this latest tax or fee or whatever. What's wrong with you? And then they pass a law, and something that was voluntary becomes mandatory. And you have to go along because all the dopes around you um, already had jumped on the wagon, basically. That's how it works. That's why it works. And there's whole volumes and volumes and volumes of books written on this kind of stuff to do in marketing. And to do in, in the archives, of course, of those who rule the world. And they do have archives. Like Professor Quigley got into the archive of the CFR. A very rare, rare privilege indeed. And saw the other side of history, what caused it, which was the CFR themselves. Yeah. So anyway, that's how the world goes. Now getting back to the carbon war room, this particular one, as I said, I have them all over the world, but this one is in Costa Rica, and it's run by Jose Maria Figueres, former president of Costa Rica. He's now the president of the carbon war room. And it takes over from Jagar Shah, founder of Sun Edison. And then you go down there and then you found out that this Mr. Maria Figures, Jose Maria Figures, uh, is also the head. He was appointed as the head of the World Economic Forum, where all the big characters go to, all the big banks and everything go to that, that one. So this is, he's a well-connected fella, put it that way, you know. And then, so the big boys at the top all want this carbon war room because you see they're going to plunder everybody with carbon taxes down to the individual level. What it costs, what you cost the whole world to keep alive, you'll be surprised. And your pockets will be awfully empty as well. Now, it's rather sad what happens to do with uh, today's society. Today's society is more degenerate in every way than any other society that's been in the past. One of the reasons is there's no religion anymore, basically, for most people. There's no re- Even the religions that exist are nothing like the same religions were a hundred years ago. Nothing like it at all. The modern Christian is a wimp, basically. They're wimps. And it, it basically, you, you could put them together with the New Age movements, and they're, they're much the same. They want to be left alone to be happy, and, and they love char- charismatic, uh, charismatic churches, where they can wave their hands like sea anemones all in unison, and they don't want to hear bad news. And because of that, they allow the nasty things to happen back after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 
I'm Alan Watt, and I'm cutting through the matrix, and talking about really how society's plummeted by design in the last really 50, 60 years, and even before, in fact, and through a strategy of infiltration and changing the, new, the norms into new norms, always changing into new norms. Most folk think you're just evolving, and society is evolving by itself. Nothing is further from the truth because they can't allow anything to be grassroots. It might, even Plato mentioned that because it might upset the initial plan. So anything that changes in culture is authorized from the top, you see, and pushed by the top. That's why all the big media go into cultural changes big time when they're told to. But uh, I was mentioning there that the only thing that halted it for centuries, it, like the rights, it gave people people's rights and stood up for the rights of people as a people, right down to the individuals, was Christianity. And, uh, of course, uh, once the, the 20th century came in, we suddenly found ourselves in every country following a, a sort of socialist, which really communist uh, system. And uh, the media, mainstream medias of all countries, especially the BBC in Britain, started pushing the same kind of new norms down uh, on the general public and always uh, putting out co- uh, almost comic strips on, on Christian types. Christian types at one time were not the limp-wristed types that you have today, you know, that can't go anywhere without a suit and tie. Uh, and and uh, even in, in the US especially and Canada, you'll still see these old... Um, these shelters that they built behind all the houses in case even the Indians attacked them. The Indians weren't pleased that everyone was coming in and taking their land naturally. And they occasionally attacked settlements or houses. And you'll see these little fortified squares uh, made of thick timbers with small windows. And that's where everybody went in to, with their guns and, and to shoot back, you see, rather than get just burned down and killed. And lots of the, those, most of those folk were Christians at that time. Today, it's the opposite. They're, they're terrified of standing up for themselves and anything that's physical. And uh, they've been brainwashed by the World, by the, the, the world Council of Churches that Rockefeller sent up, set up. Because all the formatting of their seminaries comes and their teachings comes through these, these, this organization that step by step changed everything. Until all they talk about now is the, the Old Testament. All the time, that's all they talk about is the Old Testament, really. That was the agenda. They forgot the New Testament was a new religion. <laughs> Doesn't matter though, it's all happened. And, and now anything goes, now, especially sex, because uh, part of the, the Communist Manifesto, remember, and the Socialist Manifesto was destruction of the family unit and uh, to promote promiscuity. And the Soviets brought in uh, that right at the beginning of, the, of their reign of terror and, and also free abortions. Until they got the pill, and of course, they still have free abortion. In fact, most folk in, in the Soviet Union, until it so-called fell, it didn't fell, it merged, as it was supposed to. Um, they actually, most women used uh, abortions as contraception, a, a method of contraception. They were too stingy to give them the pills, except the upper classes. And they had classes there, believe you me. So, society constantly plummets, and... Um, and it's worse and worse, and we accept more and more because you're all being degraded further as you watch television and think you're being entertained, you see. Because your values plummet with it, as it's intended. Anyway, there's so many stories now about abuse of teenagers or children. And this one here is, is, is the abuse of teenage boys in a detention center. It's from The Guardian in England. And it goes through um, cases of people who went to prison Young Borstal Institutes, they called them at the time, uh, if they were young, and maybe it could be 12 even to, to 17. 
or 18, and, uh, and how they were raped, basically, by prison guards, wardens, and by certain ones, and how the boys, you know, the boys who all belong to the Masonic clubs, that's the guys who love to wear uniforms and all these things, um, would keep quiet about the ones who were doing it for their whole lifetime. And it says here, there are two things that are important to successfully sexually abuse somebody. Young says, by successfully, I mean without being prosecuted. One is anonymity or silence. If you can't carry out your act without people knowing, you're not going to be at it very long. The second thing you need is a victim who's reliable. A reliable victim is someone who's already been abused to the point where, if they do speak out, who on earth is going to believe them? And of course you get further punishment for speaking out too. And who on earth is going to believe Kevin Young, the pauper's son, who has been in and out of uh, care, who's a knife-wielding thug, a bully? That's how they described him. That's how a number of care home reports described Young, but he insists he was quite over-obedient boy. The truth is nobody would have believed me. And uh, and this goes on and on. There's so many incidences of this thing happening right now. And um, one of the, the other one is just to do with this. Prison chief admits failings in service over sexual abuse. This is an example of the same guy, Kevin Young, and... Um, and how the staff covered up for the, the main perpetrators uh, said nothing and knew what he was doing and did see him being left with one child every night type of deal. Quick comment, of course, and that's just the way it is, folks. We, society is not as you know nice as you think it is out there, especially today. It's far, far worse. At one time, anybody seeing something like that would report them, whether they worked there or not, uh, they would report it. But again, today, it's all keep your head down, don't, don't get named in reports for anything, so don't turn in somebody who's abusing their children. That's really how it is. And tonight, too, um, I'm also putting up a list of the female teachers in the U.S. who've had, to, uh, that so far to date they've been caught, have actually uh, been having sexual affairs with their students, some very young, actually, students. And it's, it's all females, this one, because it's both sexes, you see, both genders, I should say. And uh, you, you'll see that they're actually perpetrators. It goes on for 13 pages. And where do they get all this from? Everybody's been destroyed, basically, with fear of immorality by watching television their whole darn life. And television started off with the kind of innocent type things, fairly innocent, mind you, occasionally risque, but... Um, they give things you could relate to, cowboys in, in, in the Wild West and old times, that kind of stuff, and then little detective stories, and, and then eventually they, they upped the ante and, and gave you more and more sex. It's a little bit more risky again because it's an agenda. They know exactly how much they push every year. And so much so they can actually project, oh, it'll be 40 years until we can bring in this part and the public will follow and copy it, or 50 years, or even 100. 100. This article, too, is to do with the, uh, there was a bill being introduced and uh, the Democrats killed it. And it was to crack down on teacher-student sex. And uh, 
says majority Democrats in a California state legislative committee have decided to kill a plan they would have cracked down on intimate relationships between school teachers and their students, prompting a pro-family organization to warn that it's just another reason for parents to pull their children from the government education industry. And you should not just for that. That's one big part of it. Another part, too, is that the indoctrination is literally up, up on, the, on the government's websites now, how to indoctrinate the children an early age on uh, um, basically we're all a part of the world global citizenship means sustainability for everybody and and um and and this massive uh, new system of private companies and government agencies working together and expanding all the time to literally as i say come into every home in the family every home in the country uh, on a weekly basis and expect you all and talk to you all to see if you've got the right think and and god help you if you've got the wrong think but it says Assembly Bill 1861 would have had made it a felony for any teacher or employee of a public or private school to engage in a sexual relationship or inappropriate communications with a pupil. Because they start texting them now, you see, as well. These communications were defined as anything that is sexual, lewd, or lascivious in nature. This is yet another reason for conscientious parents to flee the dysfunctional, immoral, and imploding in government school system for church schools, home schools, which are much safer physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually said Randy Thomason, president of SaveCalifornia.com. Why are Democrat legislators supporting a child's sex abuse? Why don't they care about children's immature hearts and minds being immorally manipulated and sexually seduced by public school teachers? He continued, it is certifiably evil that this bill to protect school children's bodies was defeated by this Democrat-controlled committee. Anyway, it died in the Assembly Public Safety Committee, Amazing, eh, for the public safety. Oh, we, oh no, we can't, we can't stop that from happening. And according to the Sacramento Bee, Craig's worried that it would duplicate laws already on the books against sex between adults and children, and also could be used to prosecute those who text messages and exchange emails concerning various pieces of literature, such as the Great Gatsby. What rubbish. What rubbish. Huh? What rubbish. So they're all perverts, you see. They're all perverts. And since the proposal had been prompted by the recent case in which a student, 18-year-old Jordan Powers, moved in with a teacher, 41-year-old James Hooker, what a name, eh? The two claimed Powers was of age 18 before the relationship became romantic. However, reports in the last few days indicate the couple may have split. Well, who cares? Um, but the fact is, there's a lot more younger ones as this is happening to. There's a case in that list I'm going to give you where one woman uh, was, um, she was getting bunches of 15-year-old boys. You know, having parties with them and getting them stoned and drugs a whole lot and having sex with females and males. So that's the new normal, you see. So, so what, everybody says, so what? The, 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 most folk, I'm not kidding you, are so drugged down and, and dragged down by pornography. Again, your morality goes with it. Well, so what? You know, that's what you think. The movies put that stuff out. Because, you see, they create the culture and those who are, think they're avant-garde, just follow. You understand any drive that you have that's normal, like foods, eating, sex, anything like that, which is normal, has to be controlled. There's always the side effect. If you don't control it, you, you balloon up if you're eating too much. And you become addicted to pornography very easily. It's a big, big business right, right now with um, people who are addicted to pornography, trying to, to deprogram them. And it, cre- it creates chaos in their society, in their communities too. 
all part of the, the pornography industry, that was allowed to go full steam ahead as part of the Marxist takedown. And here's an article too, it shows you how, how bad it's gone really. Because when you, when you try to depict a man, a woman and a child, a husband, a wife and a, a child, I know I'm upsetting a lot of people out there just by saying wife. Oh, that's like property. Oh, oh, we shouldn't say wife. What are you going to call her? Oh, partner, partner. Right? Partner can be anything. It can be a giraffe now. Bestiality. Who knows? Warwick School Superintendent Peter Horoshek is stepping in after a student mural at Pilgrim High School was deemed inappropriate and painted over because it depicted a man holding the hand of a woman and a child. The parent of a Pilgrim High School student who first reported the incident to WPRO's John DePetro show. The mural was meant to depict the life of a man and it ended with a scene with a man, woman and child. The student artist, 70-year-old Liz Birendi, said that she depicted the man and woman as, as married with wedding rings. According to Horace Shack's press release, the scene was painted over because some of the members of the Pilgrim High School community suggested depiction of a young man's development from boyhood through adulthood as displayed may not represent the life experiences of many of the students at, at Pilgrim High School. That's for the, the few who, who've got two daddies and two mummies, if you don't get the point of it. Everything is so politically correct now, you see, that what was normal not so long ago is now all taboo today, where you can have sex with the students if you're a teacher, that's okay. And, um, and of course, um, you cannot depict a man, a woman, and a child. In other words, a family, a family, you understand, is taboo. Unless it's a new normal family, you know. According to the release, the assistant principal approached the Berendi after the concern was raised, was, uh, raised from the school and asked her to look at other ways to show the outcome of the subject's progression to adulthood. Well, she should put in there an orgy of all guys getting together. Maybe the guy gets in an orgy with, with guys and stuff like that before he ends up, you know, trying something else. I mean, I guess then they'd be happy. After consulting other administrators, Superintendent Horoshek asked the assistant principal to meet with the student again and discuss her views on the proposed changes to the mural. The assistant principal reported the student preferred the original idea. However, she would take this weekend to think about any changes to the original sketch. That's how the... They get you in school. And, and it's how you get in the workplace or anywhere else, if you're normal, you see. That's how they get you. You're all talking to. would be much better to keep everybody happy if you just, in other words, compromise. Eh? You understand, you keep compromising, compromising, and uh, you've, you've lost all your values altogether. And, and you have no respect for yourself. That's the new normal. And people think they're going to save America. <laughs> Uh, I remember too, Plato talked about that too. He says that, it's to really promote promiscuity with women. He says that women are collective. He says that we should make a collective of them and, and uh, they'd all be basically available to anybody that wants them. Well, they did that in the 60s, you see, give them the pill, that rock music and dope, and, and since then it's worked awfully well. You understand, it's the same agenda all down through time to create the controlled, eugenically controlled society. That's what it is. Same agenda, folks. That's why they all love Plato's Republic. All the big boys at the top, they talk about it. Yep, why bother having a family when you can just take your pick and have one or two a week, whatever it happens to be, you know. 
And there are women in common. They keep women in common, in other words. Well, it's too, so, so clever, too. You may not think they're free, and, and technically they're all held in common because they have so many partners in their life. That's the same outcome. The outcome is, is, is the thing that matters. It's the same thing. Now, um, there's someone on the, the phone's hanging on here. I should try and get in here. And uh, I think it's from Ohio. It's... Um, Jules. Is Jules there? Yeah, hello. Hello. Hi, Alan. Yes. In the past, you've talked about uh, levels of reality. I have one simple question. What happens to you if you start waking up to the higher levels of reality? What will happen is, is you will probably have a depression, that's a lot of people have a depression when they understand the, the, the totality, the enormity, how, how enormous this whole thing is. And, and how, how you yourself, you start to see how you yourself will be, has been, has been conditioned with all your opinions all through your life. And it's so vastly different from the, the, the low reality. So vastly different. And it's so vastly different even from the middle reality. Uh, that, um, you really have to start rethinking everything from scratch for yourself. And uh, if you can get through that, there's a reward for you. In, that, in other words, you're much more calm. You're calmer. You understand what's going on. You're incredibly streetwise. Whatever article comes across uh, the pages that you read, uh, you'll know what spin is put on it right away. And uh, there's so many clever spins, mind you. And um, But you still you recognize them right away. You're not fooled. Your problem will be how to communicate to others. It's almost like giving them a university education. But but hold on, and we'll continue after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, talking to Jules from Idaho. Are you still there, Jules? Uh, hello? Yes, Jules. Yeah, yes. yeah, hello. Go ahead. John, I, uh, what about metaphysical occurrences? Uh, I've read your books and some of, the, some of the symbols and some of the numbers and that you talk about um, pop up a lot. Now, um, not just where it's put there by man, but um, other places, uh, metaphysical. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is that something that happens too? You will definitely have experiences. There's no doubt about it. The, the thing is, I mean, these experiences are really for you. It's not something you can just give to someone else. If, if they can manage it themselves, good enough. But the thing is, it's really for you if you get to that, that level. And... Um, Remember, part of metaphysics, too, is you can classify it in two different ways. You can either go with the fact that it's outside of yourself, something approaching you, some uh, insight coming to you from a source, or the neuroscientists of the day try to demolish it all by saying, well, uh, it's, everything happens in your mind. It's just unexplored regions of your mind that are waking up and, and working. But whatever it happens to be, the fact is you, you get tremendous insights into yourself and, and into others as well. Tremendous insights. The thing is, uh, you understand that the problem with metaphysics today is that's completely taken over as well. 
by the same agencies that run the world. They promote the New Agers. In fact, the, the Masonic uh, magazine back in the 50s, up, up until through and through the 50s, was called the New Age. That's the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. It's called the New Age magazine. They said in it, we shall create the New Age. They'll put forth the gurus that will lead the world and so on. And... Uh, and technically, they, they don't really need so many of them today, except the disinformation ones that jump into patriotism. Um, they're really counterintelligence. They mix fact, fiction, and make it all muddy. Um, true metaphysics is a very personal thing, to a per- because it's, it's for you. And it's never the same as anyone else's experiences, except your mind will wake up in so many different areas that you never even knew that you had. It'll give you abilities you didn't even know that you had or even existed within you. And, uh, but that's really for your own personal use. But you also have to use knowledge of what's happening in the physical world and how to, to work through your life in this physical world as well. Uh, there's no big school for it. If there's a big school out there, it's a, it's a con. It's a con to, to bring people into sustainability and love the greening planet and all that stuff. And, and don't oppose tyrants. That's really what it's for. So you can only be used on a personal basis. And you have to remember, too, that those who rule the world today have been heavily into this kind of thing themselves in their big organizations for, for thousands of years. So that there's a power to it. Now, here's the thing that the whole patriot movement lacks. They don't have any common ideology and common convictions to stand up against any kind of tyranny. Understanding what's going on in the world isn't going to do it and stop it. Um, you can't get America back as you know it because after a few generations of destroying the culture, people don't know what to go back to anymore. And um, most folk who think they've woken up to what's happening with the evil that's on the planet today are really reacting to when it's hitting them personally and they understand the immediacy of things coming down the pike because it's published. So you really have to... You, I want to say thank you. Because of yeah. you, thank you. Thank you, too. And, and email me, too, and I'll maybe go into a, a deeper explanation for you. Great. Thanks for calling. And that's what the people need today, a common ideology, a common aim, goal, which means, really, you've got to have a common culture. And the whole point of Sovietization socialism is to destroy all existing cultures and bring in their own, which is diktats from your appointed governors. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your God's go with you.